Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul, Angeline, and today we're going to talk about chasing the perfect game, or what I like to call why Saul keeps buying role-playing games, <laughs> new or different. Wow, she outed me. So, why do we keep buying role-playing games? Right, that's a huge question for Jolene. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I have no more shelves for you to put them on. I do need to move some of your books off those shelves. And- <laughs> I of course. I have a lot of role-playing games. There's no doubt. Saul loves role-playing games. He loves to read the rules. He loves the settings. He loves all the different things. For example, D&D, right? If you really like D&D, original D&D, the little box that I started on back in when I started playing 77, why did I even get a D&D? Uh, luckily, I missed on the second edition because I'd have to buy those books. But I bought third edition, and then I rebought third edition in 3.5, and I bought Pathfinder, and I have a ton of Pathfinder books on my shelf. A ton. Which I didn't buy. So a lot of them were gifts. So a lot of people bought them for me for my birthday and stuff. Because they, cause I was the GM and they wanted me to keep running <laughs> games. And I bought 5th edition. Well, 5th edition was given to me. And my son read it and said it was really good. So why is this need to keep buying more? Why aren't we still playing <clears throat> Pathfinder? Well, there are some, some groups of people. And if your group is one of them, it's absolutely fine. I mean, they... they have one game that they like and they play it all the time. One version of the game. I mean, there's people who still play what third edition Pathfinder. That's all. There's they some people who still play original A D and D. They haven't felt the need to move on. Well, a lot of people like the fact that the rules change, and it's always nice to, or not necessarily the rules change, but they they give you new classes or new whatevers races, <laughs> and and so people. But you could do like that. that kind of thing. You could you could you could uh, what do you call that? homebrew your original AD&D to include orcs as characters or half-orcs, right? So so my hypothesis... Oh, she puts on is, her psycholo- psychological therapy hat. <laughs> so my hypothesis, and I, I take this from people I've, I've met, you're really happy with the people you're playing with, right? But there's always that one guy in your group who is more cerebral or more... He's always saying, oh, this new game came out. We should play it. Could be a woman. And he goes and buys the book. Okay. And... But your ga- your group is really happy with what they're doing. So maybe every once in a while, just because you know he's your friend or your family member, yeah. you go ahead and, and run it for him. And you guys play it for a little while, but then you go back to your regular game. Yeah. Well, so what's the idea behind it? You just want to have a different experience. Or you're looking for that. Maybe your regular game has gotten predictable. Or you're looking for that feeling you got when they first put that box in front of you when you were what 10 11 years old yeah. 12 years old and it was all new and amazing you got that feeling of of Wonderment. this is the best thing in the world right yeah. so you maybe you're chasing that feeling chasing that high yeah. wow wow i think i think there's something there because what was it we were talking a lot of people we interviewed right from Brandon to Vern, they all got that red box or that blue box edition. Depending on their age. Depending on their age, you know. We got the white box. Felipe did. You know. I didn't, but uh, yeah. So the and and that's who I think is that. Well, that's most of the people I know. We know we don't usually we don't know a lot of younger gamers except the ones we have either made or heavily influenced, right? <laughs> I think that is true. We as uh, as a grown up gamer are looking for that. We remember that and that feeling, like that feeling of wonderment, right? When you open that box and you're like, "Oh my God, this is this is fantastic," 
And it's the same feeling you get every Christmas when there's those boxes <laughs> under the tree and you don't know what's in them. Yes. And unless it's me, unless it's, you, you really shocked me the last yeah. time though. Unless it's like you know you don't know if it's gonna be socks or if it's gonna be something that you really really want, right? The did socks. They, yes. Did they get me the <laughs> clothes? Does it, I got clothes. Does it look like a fire truck? It's what is this? <laughs> you bought me shoes. So there's that wonderment feeling of it when is. you're a kid when you open something. And I, Augustine, experienced it when he was a kid. Now he's a teenager. Yeah, you know, he still gets he, excited. He gets excited. If we didn't have, if he didn't have a present on, if we didn't, if we got him clothes for for Christmas, I do. I get him T-shirts and stuff, but T-shirts he wants, like you know, rock yeah. and roll T-shirts. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. But those aren't the presents he likes. Yes, right? those are just presents. I, 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 I'm it's gonna, hard to surprise these people. It's like Christmas story, right? Yeah. The kids, you know, anything that looked like clothes went <laughs> over the shoulder, you know, wherever. And and then they would, they would they would and he was so disappointed because he didn't get what he wanted and then his dad finally goes oh I think Santa Claus left you a present yes. over there by the well there's that there's that but even just you know if you have no preconception if you don't have something on your list that you really want as a kid or I I didn't have anything I really wanted as a kid they, they, we didn't we we, we did yeah. make lists but I was just happy to get whatever they gave you right? presents right <laughs> and as you always as, got socks because I long know as your the, grandma gave them as to long you. as the t- uh, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it wasn't clothes, the one who always gave me clothes was my my godmother. She always got got me clothes. That's practical, right? Because she's your godmother. Yes. She wants to make sure you have yes. what you I need. Always pants, always a shirt, sweater. I'm like, because there was always that box from Mervins. Remember th- Mervins? Thankful. Yes, uh, Mervins. some younger people yes. may not remember Mervins. And, and so I, she, which was not a not a cheap place. It wasn't expensive like no. Macy's or something, but. But Mervin, uh, Sears, but I, it was as JCPenney's. a kid I was very unappreciative. I'm like you didn't give a toy, but uh, so th- I think that's what <laughs> that's what it is. It's Where's that I want my toy, right? You know, and but it doesn't make practical sense, right? Because like for example, Traveler. Now I didn't really like Traveler a, a, when I was younger, but I could have made Traveler. I, I would have if somebody would have ran Traveler like in a Star Wars setting. You retooled it so you could have lightsabers, which you could. You could say, well, okay, you, you guys find stuff from tech level 10 or 11 or 12 that doesn't exist, so there's lightsabers. Sure, everybody has blasters. There's fast and light travel and all that. Make it Star Wars-like. I could still be playing Traveler right now. But you played with stodgy, stodgy people <laughs> that weren't going to do that. They wanted you to take that time yeah. to get through. And what's funny is that now I really love Firefly and the idea of having a pistol in space and stuff like that in the frontier. I would love it. I would love to play Firefly. But that's the way that, that the genres have, have evolved, right? So there's all these genre games now of the things that we love. Star Wars, Star Trek, all of those things, right? Yes. Supernatural. So so those Battle are the, so so that's chasing chasing that, that feeling, right? That why do you do it? But back to my story. Okay. So you have this. So say say you your group doesn't want to play whatever the person. Who, the one ring. The yeah. The, <laughs> the, the 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 newest game that this one guy wants to play, and he's your friend or your brother or you know something, and so he goes out and he starts playing with different groups because Whoa. they were playing this. So the then traitor. he comes back and he tells you, I went and I played. Blah 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 with uh, on Monday night with these guys. Traitor! It was a great game. Traitor! And you, everybody, <laughs> I, I can just see it, and I, I've, 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 I have heard it from people that you know. Oh, 
well, why did he do that? Why didn't he just ask us to do it? You feel because, betrayed. Because you guys didn't do it. You guys are still playing Shadow Run. You've been playing it for 20 years, or and you're not going to stop, right? Yes. So, but that one person, or some people, or everybody wants to experience their. So, I think they're looking for the perfect game, the perfect experience. I don't think you can actually find it. It's like nobody else can make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know that kind yeah, of Yeah, <laughs> I told you she'd go into a therapist mode. <laughs> but that, that it's a really cool it's a it, I think I think it's a good thing to chase your dreams, right? To try to find oh, the yeah. perfect game. And maybe you're maybe by going out and playing with other people, you might be able to get that feeling again. But you might not. So try not to get disappointed if you don't. Well, the the, uh, the weird thing about yeah, I think you're right in a certain sense. But that's like your perfect group, or not your perfect group. But I think if you play with the same people over and over and over again, the same like my same group from when I was a kid, from high school or pff, grammar school, middle school, well, junior high, you know, you know how they play, you know what they're gonna do, you know how their characters are like, you know. Most of us aren't actors, so we play a form of ourselves depending on the genre, right? Or a, a part of our personality. We don't play totally well. I, every once in a while, I, I try, but then people think I'm just nuts. So you can get in that rut, well, not a rut, but you know, you're comfortable. And so when you go play with somebody else, you're like, wow, that guy really, you know, he really brought it to the table. And he could have just been playing himself. Right. But it was different than any than what you were used to. Because you've never played with him before. Right. Or the GM. If you change GMs and their style is like, you know, whatever. It's just different. Unless it's oppressive, more oppressive unless, than yeah, the person unless you're he's playing with. a jerk or something like that. Yeah. Or she's a jerk and is. Just railroading the crap out of you. Don't. I'm gonna go with you guys she, are messing up my story. I, I'm going to go with she probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are messing up my story, damn it. Get back on the railroad. Uh, so, yeah, I could see that. It's kind of like the Pina Colada song. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where I you, didn't know that you like Pina Colada. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with your group. There's nothing wrong with knowing nope. what everybody does. Nope. That There's an old familiarity about yes, that. Yes, it's which, comfortable. Which makes it comfortable for you. But sometimes, and there's always one, always one person that wants to branch out and try something different. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's going from playing D&D to Pathfinder or just playing with a different GM because they give you more stuff. <laughs> that kind of thing. I was looking at my notes and I'm like, why don't we still play D&D? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's a new system. Like D and D when third like edition came edition? out. When third edition, yeah, sort of. But when third edition came out, I was like, "Wow, they they incorporated skills. They had feats. So not everybody's fighter was the same, and the feats and the skills gave it a little bit more personality to each and every single character. Because not every character was gonna have the exact same feats. I mean, I guess if you, you know, what is if you play Mister Odds or statistic things statistical type person you can well you know the chances of you and somebody else making the exact same character totally randomly or you know 1.35 million to one but it could happen right or even less i don't know what it is that's but, how people win the lottery <laughs> no, they win the lottery because they're totally lucky that was what attracted me to third edition right was that that it had really changed since AD and and i didn't know anything about second edition i was i don't know I was busy playing space opera, running space opera, and then Dark Conspiracy. Well, that's one reason I play. I mean, I buy new game systems is because I really like something about the element about that about that game. Well, it's just like the difference between Pathfinder and Fifth Edition D and D, and they're not made by the same people. Right. But Pathfinder 
was basically was, was basically 3.75 pathfinder the the boys loved it they had that the the gaming mechanics were a little bit crunchier than oh, a lot than crunchier the whole that there was the five foot step and and there were all these attacks and, opportunity and there were these there were these parts <laughs> that the elements to the game that they thought were just amazing and they loved those rules right but when augustine read fifth edition he was like it's different i think this is really cool and i think that fifth edition really kind of um up up the up the ante on on role playing versus crunchiness right yes definitely so the, you have an advantage or a disadvantage versus you know you have to calculate up blah 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 and when i say that i don't know what they <laughs> calculate but that they do they, it's still D D. it's still but it, it it adds a little more elements of you know the the Every hero has a flaw, right? So they give you these these when you're making that your character it fifth makes edition. it easier. Fifth edition, it makes it easier to pick the things you want. Like this is this is kind of like your motivation instead of traits and stuff like that, or you have to come up with your backstory completely. Right, right. It, 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 it helps allows you. you to it helps you in the creation of the character. Yeah, at the very least, it gives you uh, and the GM something to look at your character. And say, oh yeah, I remember you come from this background. This is why this is happening. If they want to do that, right? Or you could just go completely murder hobo and ignore all that, right? Which I mean, and your group, everybody's group is different, and everybody's gonna choose to be. If if you're more into the actual role playing R O L E right. versus the just roll the dice and kill the let, monster, let, yeah, let the dice dictate stuff. Well, what was funny is I've told this story before, is that I got the player's handbook for my birthday. And my birthday's in August, and I didn't even look at it. I'm like, oh, I'm not, you know, because I have like ten, at least, at least ten, uh, Pathfinder books, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna go through the whole new system. I'm just not gonna do it. I've already bought three, three I bought three point five. I got rid of my three point books. I got three point five, and then I got rid of my three point five books or most of them, and I got. Pathfinder. I don't think you got rid of everything because I took some of your your. Uh, well, I three kept the setting stuff. The setting stuff, yeah. cause, I, but the actual because you don't book, actually have to. Yeah, the rulebook three point five, the mounts, yeah, yeah, the GMs, yeah. and the players are all gone. As I as any. I look at the shelf with all the fifth edition books, I I see that he has he's <laughs> kept all of his pathfinders and the fifth edition. So, and we have a ton of them. Yes. So which is which is cool. I can understand that. But right? I didn't I didn't want to go into, and I and I really resisted it because I didn't want to go into the, you know another couple hundred dollars worth of books or more right and so i'm like i'm perfectly happy with pathfinder even though i was running it kind of loosey-goosey but the boys were the boys my my son and his friends were really loved it and it wasn't until my son looked at the book he goes can i read this i go yeah and it was like six months later at least or practically yeah, a year later yeah. and he's like and then he told me Oh, this is a pretty good set of rules dad we should play this i'm like uh i'd like man and he kept Badger me goes maybe I can run it. I go oh, well. Let me look at it. So I looked at the rules. And I'm like, wow, they really changed a lot from Pathfinder. You know, the, you know everything that you know everything you heard is true. You know, it's a lot lighter, a lot less this and that. I've gravitated toward that because it fits my playing style better. Than so that's one way that you're chasing the perfect game, the perfect role playing right. experience. Another thing, yes, another another. So we're talking about system, right? So the system actually attracted me right. to three Right. And I just and then at 3.5 and Pathfinder were just like logical steps into what I thought was a better system. And then now if I look at what I think about 
Pathfinder is really, really crunchy. I know, and I probably didn't follow the rules exactly to the letter. Like if I ran a game at Pathfinder Society, many players would complain about my GMing style. What is he doing? You, know, you can't do that. I, I, you took a five foot step, and you can't. I'm like, oh. Yeah, but this makes a better story. No, no, no. You know, you know, the rules lawyers would come out, and they would be totally right, right? Because in that sense, you're supposed to play by the rules that are there on the table. Because you followed rule zero. Yes. But no, no, I, they don't follow rule zero. No, no, but you did. I did, yes. I guess. I didn't know. I, I don't remember. I'm a, that must have stuck in my head about Gary and the guidelines thing. What, what, why I buy new systems. Uh, uh, this is probably just excuses because the other one, uh, the, the final reason is probably the real one but i'm still stuck on a new elements of game system so d 2d20 system i really like the system now it gets really crunchy in certain games like conan and and mutants what's it called mutant chronicles those are real crunchy systems and then there's john carter and star trek right so it becomes less crunchy but what i like about it is that, that it in the dice system there's story elements like if you roll a 20, it causes you, a complication yeah. or a problem or whatever, depending on, there's different jar, jargon in different game books. I thought it was a one. No, one is really good. Okay. So a 20 gives you a complication, a threat or whatever. And basically the GM or the player could say, you know, I'm trying to, let's say this happened in, in the Star Trek, right? With the, the, the log bridge. <laughs> you think you could walk across a bridge, people. Well, it was slippery and slimy, and so it was a little bit of danger. It was over a ravine. None of us could get across the damn bridge. I think, I think one person did, yes, uh, unscathed, and everybody either twisted an ankle, fell, and hurt themselves, and caused some stress. And so, but what happened was they kept rolling twenties, right? They still succeeded, but in the, in the two d twenty system, you have to roll under a certain number on two d two d twenties. Now you can add more d twenties because they have this element called momentum, and you. There's a way of getting momentum, but they have like a pool of dice yes. that they can they can reach into and use if they want that extra oomph to get done. Which we needed to do because we were having serious problems crossing this log bridge. <laughs> so, so a bunch of them got hurt. They you know, they foul. One person twisted their ankle. So those these were complications that would last for a little while. You know, they didn't they didn't uh, suffer. You know, they didn't fall off and die. Right. That wasn't part of the mechanic, but they did succeed and they did were able to to get across, but not unscathed, so to speak. So I really like that mechanic. I really, I really, and so hence why I have three or four D20, two D20 system books now. Yes. <laughs> I laugh at you. And so I just bought John Carter Mars. That's why. So that completes my fourth book. So I have what? I have Moon Chronicles. I have Star Trek. I have Conan. And now John Carter Mars, two D20 systems. And they're all a little bit different. And they range from pretty crunchy to a little bit more lighter. I'm not sure why we did this episode because it just annoys me greatly that he has all these books. So another system, another system I like is uh, Tales from the Loop. Super easy. You're rolling six sided dice. All you need is a six to 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 succeed. And there's like three stats, six stats, four stats, and maybe twelve skills, and that's it. And the One Ring, its special characteristics. I I I'll get to that in a minute. So. I I wasn't gonna mention that one, so I really like that. And you would think it seems too easy t to me that if you roll eight six sided dice, the chances are you might get a a a, a, a one a, a, six. a six. You need a six to succeed. And I remember Bay. We were playing Tales from the Loop, and Bay has this big old huge chunk of dice, and he rolls all eight, and he doesn't get any successes. Right? And I'm like, oh. 
So in this in this game, you got it is a push mechanic, right? You can take a take a complication, take you get tired, you could get scared, all these other things, and which allows you to reroll all your dice that you missed. So he literally picks up all eight dice again, rolls, and doesn't get a single six. So so that, so everybody's like shocked. So sixteen dice and not one six. So I'm like I was like shocked, but. But that stuff happens sometimes, and so I really like that. The chances of that happening were really slim, but it happened. So, so you know, he well, shadow run is the same way. You get all those dice, and sometimes you don't hit the sixes and fives. And that's sixes and fives, yeah. so it's uh, it's a lot it's a lot easier to get a hit in those in those. That's in that the game. magic of the dice. That's the magic of the dice. So you asked about the one ring. What I liked about the one ring is that the setting uh, or the the system doesn't seem tacked onto the setting, right? It's not like it's not like a like D and D was tacked onto Middle Earth the the setting. Right, right. Uh the guy who wrote uh, Francesco Nipitello, I forget if I butchered your last name, sorry. But he's a super nice guy. I, I talked to him a, a few years ago over uh well, chatted with him on, on Facebook and he was a super nice guy, you know. I said, "Hey, I really," you know, he chatted with me for over a couple of weeks. And what it comes across is that he really loves Middle Earth. He, and so his that system is really tied to that game, right? Right. And I, I wouldn't use that system to run D and D game, right? Right, because it's all about journey and traveling and the mishaps that can happen, just like Lord of the Rings, right? Right. Just right. Like the Lord of the Rings. That's why I liked about it. That's why I like the One Ring. Because the system is closely tied to the to the genre, right? And uh, and then there you go. And so that that's why I like about it. Actually, that I was going to talk about the system seems to to match the genre or the setting. So that's why I liked about that game. There's very there's a couple other settings. There's another setting that that's like that, but I don't remember which one it was. But well, anyway. then there's there's Shadowrun, which is an old game, right? It's a very yes. crunchy system. Yes. Space Opera is a crunchy system, right? Um. And a lot of people like those. Is, is Traveler crunchy? No. Okay. I don't consider it crunchy. Crunchy. Well, you don't consider a lot of things crunchy when, but then you you had me, you tell me to figure out how many dice I'm supposed to roll and stuff, and I consider that crunchy. I need someone. Well, that's sitting. Shadowrun. I think we we're talking about, right? Yes. That's that's to consider. Not as it considered crunchy, but it, a lot of people consider it broken, right? But it's also I like I like Shadowrun. I usually play magical char- magic characters or people that throw magic and. I like I like the mechanic in Shadowrun that if you're gonna throw a spell, you're gonna get hurt in a way. You or have a chance. chance of getting hurt. I always do. At least I you, you one or two. I take you know because you, you're you're using all this power, so it, it like comes back at you. Here's my GM in style. It shows because I don't know anything about spell throwers. But do you decide? Do you have a spell list or do you just? Yes, oh, you, so there there's certain things you can do, but for each. When you, when you're gonna throw a spell, there's force, right? And you can choose how however powerful you want it to be. Right. But for every force, so say you throw four, a four, you want it to be a force four. Four. Then you're gonna get that the four die four extra dice plus whatever as back throw as a as as a, a chance to. to I, get I forget what drained. they call it. Drain. I don't know if it's is it drain for. Or fade. I think it's drain. Drain for fade is for uh, for. What I'm saying is, when you throw, what is that, that a specific spell? Yeah, each so what, spell that tells you, you get it, the force that you throw. But is it specific for that? Like when you throw that spell, is it only like an attack spell, or can you lift things with that same spell? No. No. No, they're specific. Okay, so what spell is that called? You know, it's called blast or attack or something. 
Um, I would have to get out my character because okay. I have we haven't played for a while okay, and yeah. it's early. <laughs> so yeah, don't we, ask me direct questions. <laughs> so so there is different spells like levitation yes, or something yeah. like that. There's okay. all kinds of different spells. There's but, different categories of them. There's oh. like there's like the healing pretty, are they genre. pretty broad? Um, it depends on the kind of on what you choose. Uh, like I said, I didn't really look at the spells list or how they work that's okay i had to but, get one of the one of the characters to tell me how to play how what, to use it but though. what is interesting about that game is like you said you determine how strong you want to throw that spell yes, it, so you could throw a really wimpy spell and not suffer and any you won't drain get any drain right but but you it may not have as much, do something yes but if you do it too too powerful you might kill knock everything yourself, in front of you knock and yourself knock out. yourself out <laughs> well that's the great that's what i like about that system is that you decide you know how much oomph you're gonna how much of your essence you're gonna throw into that thing and you could like save the party right save the day even though it knocks you out or might even injure yourself or right? you could accidentally destroy people's livelihoods and <laughs> have to pay them money <laughs> so that's pretty cool so that i think shadow run is is interesting in the fact that i think they could retool and they're going to retool it. Sixth right, edition right. is coming out. So I think I was surprised with fifth edition when I started reading it. Right. Cause I was like, man, they did not. I was, I was baffled with fifth edition when I started yes. reading it. Cause it was the first one I read and I didn't, I had to go back to my son and go, what does this mean? And what can you walk me through this, please? Yeah, I must've read the combat section, which is pretty beefy multiple times and i was like what the heck are they talking about and i forget what other part and he of was it. supposed to run the game and i was supposed to run the game and i'm reading like every section i was like man what the heck are they talking about like how did how to save from damage and stuff like that i'm like hold on, hold on i get to roll to dodge then i get to roll to soap i'm like Oh my God! There's a lot of die roll in this freaking game, and so but everybody loves it. Yes. It's a very good. I mean, it's it's an incredibly crunchy system, and Saul's kind of gone away from crunchy a little yes, bit, yes. and in his brain anyway. Yes. And but when we sit down at the table and play Shadowrun, the players are just just so excited, right? <laughs> Except for Kathy. <laughs> well, no, Kathy's excited. She's just nervous because she's she she has all these things. She's a technomancer, so she has all these things she can do, but she's not totally sure how to play the character. Right. But she's learning, at, and no, no, she's definitely made and strides, she, and she and she's really good at it. I think she's and, really good. But but she's also it's 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 not necessarily the funnest game for her because she's thinking the whole time. Right. Okay, yes. how can I do this in a way <laughs> that's going to get the benefit for the entire party? So so that but that's that's the idea of a. It's not a perfect game, right? No. It's, but it is a incredibly fun game to play, and you can see the enjoyment on everybody's face. Right. The reason I bought Shadowrun, I don't even know. I think it was you, right? Yes, it was me. <laughs> I, we were at a we were at a flea market, and okay. Okay, so maybe I contribute to the to Saul's madness. Well, the funny thing was is that she bought this. She bought the goes. She goes. Have you heard of this game? And she had already bought what three or four books, and they were super cheap, right? The guys yeah. just want to get real, yeah. like five bucks for like four. four yeah, he four gave books. me a good deal. And I go, is this a fun game? And he goes, What well, did he say? He was like, Oh, we play blah, blah, and he went on for like ten minutes. Oh, long. there you go. And then I had to buy the three books because I didn't want to. Um, oh, now that you were extremely interested in this genre, yes, right? Yeah. Because it, it has it has a great cover, you know, the the original. I think it was second or third edition books or yeah, something like that. I, I, and and you're like, have you? Heard? And then she comes up to me and goes, Have you heard of this game? And I'm like, Oh yeah, Shadowrun. He goes, he goes, I go, Did you buy that? <laughs> He goes, I run that. I go, I ran I, that years. I go, before. can you run this for me? Yes. And he's like, 
oh, yeah. they just came out with fifth edition, blah, 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 blah. I go, oh, shit, I have not bought these. Oh, no, no, those are good. Yeah, and, that was the source material and stuff. So that's another thing, so right? So there, there you go. That, that's an... one way that you, you are not necessarily chasing the perfect game, but you see something that interests you and you right. pick it up, right? Right. And though I could probably run Shadowrun using Fate, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anybody would be happy with that because there's a big old rule book that they love to read. Well, anyway, so I think that that was one thing that I was shocked by 5th edition is because uh, I remember buy a lot of PDFs through drive through RPG. A lot of PDFs. Okay, so yeah, uh, drive through RPG, you know. When, when I say, throw some money in my I way? Can... <laughs> or just watch the ship. He, he goes, I go, do you have anything on this? He goes, oh, go through these PDFs. You might be able to find something. Uh, I'm sure I have one. And there's like, 2,000 freaking PDFs of, of stuff. I think I have 1,049. Like I said. And most of them are not, not downloaded, right? So they're still and like, all, what do you mean? He goes, oh, I'll put you on my account. I don't think I've downloaded all of them. So I'm like going, I look at scrolling stuff. Oh, this is in your library. This is in your library. This is in your library. I'm She's like, just scrolling through my library and it's like, man. I Well, see, what happened was is that they used to have all these charity drives on our drive through RPG. And I was like, yeah, you know, gamers. And they've Donate a lot of money. They've raised a lot of money. So I donated to the Haiti earthquake, Haiti fund, earthquake fund, some tsunami that ripped through somewhere fund, some other forest fire fund. I mean, so a lot of these people who make these PDFs, they're very generous, right? They go, yeah, I'll be part of that. And so you get like for 20 bucks, I must have got like 200 freaking PDFs. And one of them was was a fifth edition book. So what's funny is when she mentioned that, I go, oh, yeah, let me look. Because I didn't even look at it. It was like I just did the, the charity thing. And and I go, oh, yeah, that, that has some pretty good stuff in it. And I didn't download it. Or We'll have to talk about this later. Not looking at what you're actually <laughs> getting. Well, I, looked, I looked at what was they were giving me, and I go, wow, that's a great deal. So I would buy it for 20 bucks, for $20. And it was for charity. What the heck? And then they have this, this other thing called the bundle holding, right, which – they give you bundles of different games for a reduced price of PDFs. And it's, again, all for charity. So I'm just being a generous person. Really. Uh-huh. And I got hundreds and hundreds of PDFs. So I hadn't really looked at the rules for 5th edition because out of 200 PDFs, I was interested in other things. But when she said that, I went I went to uh, to go look at the rules. I'm like, holy crap, this PDF is 500 pages. I'd rather have a book than a PDF just because of, so you know. ordered one. So I ordered one. I've ordered one off eBay. It was really cheap. I was, of course, it came in the mail, and the binding was was off. Oh, yeah, it broken. got it was broken. This was the seller's fault, right? Because he just threw the book in a box, right? No bubble wrap. He didn't wrap it up in plastic or anything. So basically, when they dropped the book, the five hundred twenty pages, people. So when you drop a book, and let's say you drop it page pages up down. Like, you know, like yeah, where it opens, it it's going to pop off, the, it's bind- pop the, off binding. the binding. And so, you know, I contacted the seller and he goes, well, you know, he basically wasn't going to do anything. I go, how about this? You refund me the money. I smell you the book back and give me back my money because I'm not going to buy for a bro- pay full price for a broken book. So then he gave me a discount and I'm like, uh. so I ended up re-gluing the, fixed it. the glue, fixed it as be- best, much as possible. He's, he MacGyvered it <laughs> or solved it or whatever. Yeah, solved it. So in that case too. The genre and the set. The genre is the the setting is super cool, and uh, we're we're willing to go through this crazy broken system and play the game anyway for yes. Shadowrun. The system in that way, the system doesn't match well with the with the setting, but the setting is so fun and for me, I just um I just love it, and so I'm willing to 
I'm willing to so run So now it. that we've talked this through, <laughs> I realize that there's lots of reasons that people are chasing that perfect setting, perfect game. I still have one more thing. Of course you do. The new shiny. I think no the matter. Sh- oh, yes. No matter what, no matter what excuses I've just given to you, this one matters more, right? It's like, oh, oh, that is why. I'm <laughs> like <my> Golem <laughs> and the ring. <laughs> well, not, the, not quite that crazy, but, but we're, but I think. It happens, right? It happens in board games. It happens in... Oh, though, my God. Don't even get me started. It happens. It definitely happens in role-playing games. Yes. You know, bo- role-playing games, I don't know if as many role-playing games come out as board games. I don't think so because like, it's like 1,200 board games come out every year or more. Where role-playing games, it's probably 100 or 150. I don't know. But actual published rule books is even less. A lot of people are just going straight to PDFs and, and pre-ordering this and that stuff. But I think it's the new shiny. I think, you know, I have those other reasons and they're valid reasons. But when I see like, oh, look at this, and then, you know, like theoretically, you know, the new uh, Bar- Mars, uh, John Carter John from Mars. Mars. I could have used D and D for that, probably. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but those books are absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> and another, my brother in law got all of them. Oh yeah, he I, got. I'm very jealous. He got the the I forget what he called it. You know, when you go, it was through Kickstarter, right? So on Kickstarter, they could give you the book for like fifty or forty, fifty, sixty bucks. Or you can get the maps, the dice, the journal, uh, the second book. How the, he could afford it, I don't know, but he did it. So, well, it be, uh, before he was retired, I believe. So, it was you get like 150 bucks, and you you get like 200, 225 dollars worth of stuff. Just the PDF that they sent us was 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 pretty. Yeah, well, that's basically the book. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. look like. Yeah, but. Uh, so there's that. There's there's that new shiny and and another thing is, is you if you're willing to work at it you can make any game you want with the any kind of rules that you already have. Like for example, what is it? Like a like Fate Core. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's, it's a system agnostic, right? Or I GURPS. Mean, genre agnostic. Or GURPS. GURPS is genre. It's specifically made made to be that way. Right, it's a universal game yeah, system. Yeah. So GURPS, Fate Core, uh, there's a there's a few other systems out there that that are like that. There's DreamPod Nine has. What's their, the one that does um, that does uh, Deadlands? Oh, oh, Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds. Exactly. I could. Sorry, my brain yeah, stopped no, for that's a moment. Exa- no, my I totally forgot about Savage Worlds. So Savage Worlds. So there's all kinds of systems, systems out there where you can put any attach, genre in. Uh, yeah, attach it. But it it's takes always a fun. It's it's cool. I I agree with you. The new shiny because I know you. I've seen you. I've seen your eyes just get all <laughs> excited because look, Jolene, look at what came out. I would like this, Jolene. It's seventy dollars. <laughs> I would still like this, Jolene. So another thing is, is that there's a nostalgic factor too, right? Like I've been looking at old games. Oh God! Right? Like I don't start at, with me. I looked at like you know I was I bought looked. He went to a he went and bought some some totally system that's old. At like he bought like twelve books at a, at a thing. <laughs> I'm like, what are you gonna do with those? I'm still thinking. Uh, so <laughs> I was still at, thinking. I was at the, I was at the flea market, right? The gamers flea market at a local game store. And this guy was selling the complete, almost complete. I don't know if I don't know if it's complete, but it's freaking tonnage of books, right? He had a lot of role playing books. And he just want to get rid of it, right? And so I I would come by and I go, oh, I was looking at, oh, I already had the core book. It's called Midnight, which is a setting for three point zero. And later on, they came out with a three point five setting, right? Three point five to match the three point five rules, called Midnight. And it's basically as if Sauron had won. 
right? And so you're playing in that world where orcs are in charge and and humans are you know suffering at the hands of these terrible. That things. sounds like a horrible game. Well, it's like super grim, right? And I was like, wow, that looks really cool. And I always wanted, and I had that original rules for like years and years. But this guy had all the supplements. He had a box set. So I go, uh, how much is that? 20 bucks. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll go take off and we'll come back around. And he still <laughs> had a lot of books left. He goes, and he's telling people, oh, I don't want to take all this home. Give me an offer. And so I go, it was all oh, your back. I go, yeah. I go, but uh, I don't know if I want to spend that much money on a system I probably will never play. He goes, oh, yeah, I, I played with it. I ran, you know, We played 10 years or whatever, five years of it. And so I go, oh, how much? And so he goes, 10 bucks. And that was like less than a dollar a book. And I felt bad, but I took it. <laughs> and so the, the worst thing was I had to carry this like 20 pounds of books and to I the car. And I wanted to help him. Because <laughs> she, she had her own Shadowrun books at that <laughs> no, time. No, no, that was a different That was a, a What different did, did you mark? buy? I don't. I don't think I bought it. I might have bought Stone Age. Stone Age. Yes, you had bought Stone Age. Deal. By the way, if you ever see it at flea market and it's wrapped or in good bucks. condition, take it. That's a fun game. So I looked at this old system and I really want it. And that's just a lot of setting material and and stuff like that. Yes. He hasn't actually done anything. No, with I it haven't. Yet other than think about it. Yes, think about it. But they've added a bunch of books to the collection. Yes. So. Whatever your reason, if you're chasing the perfect game, that <laughs> feeling of when you were a kid. Opening the opening Christmas presents. Christmas presents, or you just want the new shiny thing. Or you like a new thing from the rules that that's new for, yeah. for you anyway. So there's all kinds of reasons for you to be chasing the perfect game. Right. And, there's, that perfect and then there's that perfect game, right? That yeah. you, you think that, well, this game will really allow me to run the game like I really want to role play. But just remember that... <laughs> if you don't get that happy feeling, it's not because of the people around you. You have to bring that from yourself, okay? <laughs> That's all I got to say. And so uh, if you're chasing the perfect game, you're the one that has to make the perfect game <laughs> for yourself, right? Well, that's, you're telling people to write their own game. There you go. There you go. That's... So Saul can fill up more bookcases. <laughs> With my own game. So Become a publisher. Become a writer or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> There's all kinds of reasons why we buy games. I think, uh, you know, all of these matter. All of these are true. And that's it. Yeah. We just keep the RPG business. Keep going. So stimulate that economy. Go people. out <laughs> and buy a new game if you need to, or just play the game that you love already. This is Gaming Perspectives with, with Saul and Jolene. And, and have guys, a great day. You guys have a good day. <laughs>